Hey, oh, it's me, Frederick Nietzsche. You know, the German philosopher. I'm here to tell you about somegoodshows.biz slash merch, where you can go to buy a Hamburglore t-shirt, a video game robot t-shirt, or a Big 3 t-shirt. There's a bunch of stuff there. There's a mug that says podcast juice on it or something. I don't remember. I'm Frederick Nietzsche. I died a long time ago. God may be dead, but you're not. So if you've got the will to power and a couple of dollars, you could be a real ubermensch and buy a t-shirt. Anyway, I've got to go back to being super dead for like 150 years. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit of philosophy from me, Frederick Nietzsche, philosopher. Rub-a-dub-dub, here comes the podcast. The show where we explore the weird characters and history that used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm Cam Koenig. I'm Nathan Brandt. Uh, we're, we're a little out of it. Uh, Nate, Nate just got back from vacation. I'm just tired because I'm always tired. I've been in another time zone philosophically and literally. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but today we're joined by our good, good pal, Hannah Kim. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Other than how you just said, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Same energy today. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My brain takes a second to process words. It's fine. No, I, I understand that completely. And especially now that, like, is it, can you say that you were jet lagged if you were on two one hour flights? Honestly, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, je- I'm definitely jet lagged. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, well, Hana, something we ask all of our guests here. To kick things off, what is your favorite fast food item? Uh, the honey sesame chicken from Panda Express. Fuck yeah! I oh. love Panda Express. God, that shit is so good. Oh man, oh. I get that every time. Oh man, yes. <laughs> oh, you were you were the first uh, you're the first person to bring that Panda Express respect on the show. Honestly, I'm yeah. here for it. That shit is garbage and I love it. It's good. It's Asian American garbage for Asian American garbage like me. And so I'm absolutely <laughs> here for it. Hell yeah. I love going to a place that's just got like, it's like, what bucket do you want stuff from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, we got the beef and broccoli. Give me that. I don't know how long that's been there and I don't want it to know. Yeah, how long I, it's like, been I like rolling up to a place and just being like, I want a plate. Give me a plate of food. <laughs> Give me the slop. Give me that mushroom chicken, dude. I need it. One plate, please. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, no, like uh, there's a panda by my office and days that I, you know, like I'm like, all right, well, like I'm, I'm going to go and just like, you know, get something for lunch. I'm always just like, I haven't had panda in a while, but like I had it last week. <laughs> like two days is a while. Yeah, so, I mean. yeah, exactly. But it like always scratches that like particular itch that I, I need. You know? Yeah. Panda is uh, like Panda Express is one of those restaurants that's in the tier where your brain doesn't categorize it as fast food Mm -hmm. because you have the opportunity to sit down there (laughs) and not be embarrassed to be there. Yeah, there's stools, there's rice. It's not fast food. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) they give you a plate. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> whereas, like, if I if I had to sit down by myself in a Taco Bell, I think I should sooner die. <laughs> like, I have done that. <laughs> oh, I have too. I have, Definitely. I've done it. It wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah. but at, but at Panda, you're like, I'm having a meal. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put my napkin on my lap. If I if I. <laughs> If I go to like McDonald's or something and they're like, here's your Big Mac on a plate, sir. I'll be like, what kind of fucking fancy ass McDonald's am I in where they got paper plates? I went to a Starbucks once uh, that they like by default gave them to you in like the ceramic mugs, like oh. on a saucer. And I was like, what the oh. fuck is this? I ordered I, I want to leave. Like, <laughs> What am I, the queen? <laughs> It's a really funny idea of just them forcing you to stay there. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> We're oh. lonely. <laughs> no one sat in these chairs for a year. <laughs> Please. Well, oh speaking of uh, Asian American garbage, I don't know. We're going to talk about <laughs> goldfish. Whoa. <laughs> the year was 1958. A Swiss man named Oscar J. Cambly. That's K-A-M-B-L-Y, no relation. It's the um, adjective. Okay. Yeah, Just it's, anyone it's with I... K-A-M is related to you? Is that how yes. that works? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the definition of Camly is to do something in a Cam-like way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm the heir to the goldfish fortune. Yes. Uh, so this man, he he owned a uh, like a like a biscuit, like a cookie factory out in Switzerland. And so one day for his wife's birthday, he decided after, you know, they had breakfast in the morning together, uh, he decided to do like a little fun little like treat for her for her birthday. And so he uh, went to his office and he just drew up a fun little design and then had a technician hand bake a special mold to create a like a biscuit snack. Uh, and then Oscar himself actually went and baked the first batch himself. Uh, the crackers were shaped like uh, his wife's astrological sign, Pisces, and thus the goldfish cracker was born. Rices, Pisces. Exactly. Is what, we're, what we will be eating. <laughs> God. So yeah, uh, goldfish literally just started because a dude like a uh, like the original wife guy wanted to do something nice for his wife. <laughs> And was just like, astrology is hot these days in 1958. We just found all these stars. I'm going to make her a fish cracker. <laughs> and I, I really wish it was just one of them. <laughs> like, here you go, honey. But no, it was like an actual batch. Uh, so these cookies, like, uh, his wife was kind of like over the moon about him. And then he like, you know, told other people about him. And they were like really fucking popular over in Switzerland for a while. And they're actually still sold by this company with this original recipe today. I thought you were going to say by the fish and I was going to lose my <laughs> <Holy> mind. <shit. laughs> yeah, like you go like you go to grocery stores and get like, yeah. you know, bulk candy or whatever. I'll have the market price goldfish. Thank you. <laughs> the market price goldfish. Just go to a fancy ass restaurant. It just has uh, market price snacks. And it's all like all crumbly because they're not. <laughs> yeah. Like half of them are just missing their tails. I'm going to be real. I really want to just fuck up an entire thing of goldfish right now. Those are so good. I did that like yesterday. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that shit's good as hell. Um, so the the name of the crackers over there actually kept the original name. They weren't originally called just goldfish. It was uh, goldfishly. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that in. I, I'm assuming it's Swedish, but it's uh, G-O-L-D-F-I-S-C-H-L-I. I think they still sell them at Ikea, too, right? 
Uh, oh, do they? I don't know. I think I've seen them there. I wouldn't be surprised. They sell like the Swedish candy and stuff there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. So in 1995, they actually changed the name just to Goldfish, uh, just because you know, might as well uh, to quote, get with the times as the uh, company spokespeople had said. Uh, also worth noting um, this uh, particular factory that makes these like they're like internationally renowned, which is super awesome. Uh, and they are still family owned, which is very cool. As all uh, relatively rich white people do, uh, the founder of Pepperidge Farm, Margaret Rudkin, was vacationing in Europe um, when she discovered uh, these these little fish shaped crackers and immediately uh, decided to set up a meeting with whoever uh, was in charge of, you know, getting those off the ground, getting all of that stuff done. Nate, you're laughing. What's going on? Uh, just, just, the Im- just the image in my mind of like, Bartholomew, check out <laughs> these delightful little fish. I must own them. Look, they don't taste like fish. They taste like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> How quaint. Oh, yes. Martin, come look. Oh, Martin, yes, I must speak with the chef. Send him my regards. <laughs> Send my regards to the fish chef. <laughs> Uh, so she uh, met with uh, Oscar at the time and, you know, immediately just just started discussing plans and signed an agreement to uh, have Pepperidge Farm sell these crackers in the United States starting in 1962. Um, so it literally just she just stumbled upon him on vacation, was just like, I could make a shitload of money off of these and then does <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> they make so much money now. Um, the first five flavors of goldfish that were available in the United States were as follows, uh, lightly salted, AKA just original flavored goldfish. Now, um, cheese, barbecue, smoky, and the best flavor pizza. What's the difference between barbecue and smoky? I have no and what's the difference idea. between lightly salted and cheese. Is it, is the, no- is the normal is one just cracker. like cracker? Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. Cheddar cheese as a flavor, which is like what we assume is the default one now, was not actually introduced for four more years until 1966. Uh, so they didn't actually like ship those with a cheese thing. Like they were just like salted crackers or like just crackers with like some flavor baked in and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, in Switzerland, uh. actually, if you buy the, the buy goldfish there, and this is still true. There's no cheese made in any of the Switzerland goldfish. They are literally just a puffed cracker that is lightly salted. Okay. So if you go to Switzerland, you get some goldfish. There's literally no cheese. I do like the pretzel ones. So yeah, totally. And they're like the pretzel very, ones are good. They're very reminiscent of that, which I think is rad. Like I think it's cool that uh, in doing some research here, I I was very surprised to learn that two like almost separate goldfish products exist at the same time are fundamentally the same thing but also both make quite a bit of money and appeal to different types of people because the goldfish in america are very much marketed as like a just a mass market snack product and the like the factory and like the the cambly company over in switzerland like they're kind of known for almost like this prestigious level of like a biscuit or a cookie like it it is uh this motherfucking fish is fancy oh it's like the biscuit cookies here where they're fancy yeah everyone has them there 100% yeah (laughs) the the font is such that you're just like oh yeah no absolutely that's 100% what it is uh they have like a level of uh like 
they're a little you look at them you're like oh like a lot of the stuff they do are very pretentious like some of the biscuits they have are like these little like twist things that are uh described as like the blending of the flavor of the black olive and the Kalamata, Kalamata olive. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat that, but that, that sounds, sounds terrible. Like, yeah. I would absolutely fuck that up. Cause I'm a little gross garbage man. Yeah. But like <laughs> they, they're like a lot of their stuff. They like have like flavor profiles and like lean into that stuff. And here in America, they're like, we flavor blasted the fuck out of this fish, dude. <laughs> I <know>. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I love that. You ever had pizza before? This doesn't taste anything like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> such an interesting distinction that it's like it's so like Europe versus America, <laughs> where it's just like ah, uh, the 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 variance of two fucking kinds of olives. How how amazing, <laughs> how amazing we've done this. And Americans are just like, I didn't even know there was two fucking kinds of olives. But check this, check how much cheese I could shove up this fish's ass, dude. <laughs> this time we doubled it. Yeah. yeah. Like, flavor blasted is yeah. so violent of yeah. a food verb. The logo is violent. It There's like a mushroom cloud of flavor. I know. <laughs> flavor blasting truly is the fisting of food. <laughs> Quote Nathan Brandt, 2021. Ooh, put that on my fucking gravestone. Just kidding. I'll never die. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there were a couple of things that I found like a little interesting and weird about like Goldfish as a character. There, there's not like a lot out there. So this is more just me learning a whole lot about like, you know, Goldfish, the product. I do love that. Just fucking like inside you. There are two wolves style of Goldfish. <laughs> Um, but one is flavor blasted, two is an olive duo. The other is two olives. <laughs> I have not been able to find like the definitive answer, at least from what I understand, of what the mascot for Goldfish is named. People online and like some reputable publications firmly believe that the name of this fish is Finn, F I N N. Okay. Um, I have not seen this confirmed anywhere on like the Campbell's website who owns Pepperidge Farm now. Um, I have not seen that confirmed on the Pepperidge Farm website. I haven't seen it confirmed on the Goldfish website. So like officially, I have not been able to prove that that is the case. It might be out there. If so, don't add me. This is a comedy podcast. What I what I love, though, is like on Goldfish packages for like Mm -hmm. Like it, it will have the. It does have the same goldfish. Like for cookies yeah. and cream, it's not a cookies and cream fish on it. Yeah, it's the cheese guy. Yeah, which is With the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot. But there's also I just found I have I, this might be explainable, but there is like a picture that I found where it's like flavor blasted, like white cheddar, mm -hmm. original baby. Yeah, yeah, there are <laughs> baby goldfish, which are just like tiny goldfish, and also are fucking delicious. Okay, gotcha. Just like the the the, yeah. the baby flavor. Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Also, hold on. in this picture is like I think that's their newest flavor is flavor blasted sour cream because they realize that people really fucking like sour cream and onion chips. Which I've seen videos like that online. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Nathan Brandt. Sour cream and onion chips are so fucking good though. Like I totally get why they did that. I would mess up oh, a yeah. bag of those. Um, but I like the mix bags. That's like extra cheddar and pretzel. Mm -hmm. Like that's yeah. that's the only one I get. 
But I want that with the sour cream. Oh. Yes. Put that shit in some tomato soup or whatever the fuck. Hell yeah. I mean, I hate tomato soup, but I'm happy for you. Chemistry, but I've got eight bags of goldfish. (laughs) There's also, so like the branding stuff that I found, like there's a lot of publications that like just, I I, I get it. You want to farm clicks. That's how money gets made in media right now. But like a lot of them are just like, Oh, well, you're actually eating them wrong because they're supposed to be put in the soup first. They okay, all so have names. They, they all, all have, names. have different okay. names. One of them is a hamster named Fuzzy Face. Good. Okay. Every, every single cookie or cracker of goldfish has a unique name and a birth certificate and then there's a dog named bailey okay okay i don't know why i never found this web this website it's literally at the header i might be fucking stupid anyway (laughs) to be fair it was on like the third page of google i was just scrolling yeah oh god so okay so his name is canonically finn great on the pepperidge farm website it names there is a character who I am noticing that is not on this page. And I don't know if it is like just part of maybe like this turned into Finn or whatever. But uh, they mentioned, quote, the introduction of capital S Smiley in 1997. I did remember Smiley. I thought his name was Smiley. Right. Yeah. And I've not seen that anywhere. Like everybody is like, yeah, his name is Finn. And it's like a fucking weird, like Mandela effect bullshit. Like everybody maybe just remembers Smiley because I thought his name was Smiley also, but it's not. Mm. I just remember the commercials where there's like, you know, nine million of them and it's like Toy Story, but for these little these little fish guys. Right. Yeah. So here's another thing that that brings up. Smiley was introduced in 1997. The crackers did not smile before 1997. Oh, so they got on antidepressants then in 97. They got on bupropion. <laughs> According to a listicle that Campbell's themselves put out on their website to celebrate something about fucking goldfish, I don't know. Right. Only 40% of the crackers smile. What? 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 <laughs> Some of them are blank. What? As yeah. a goldfish connoisseur, some of them have no faces, some of them have souls, and the ones with the faces taste better. So they are... The snack that is less likely to smile back than to... Literally over half of the time, they do not smile back. Statistically less likely to smile back at you. Exactly. (laughs) The snack that probably won't (laughs) smile back. You actually only have a 47% chance of getting smiled at. Even the picture on the Wikipedia, most of them aren't smiling. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking Why? What does the smiling 40% know? According to (laughs) their like statistics on their websites, they like their main factory. I think it's in Ohio. Like they can output 50 million crackers a day Um, because demand for these are always high because everybody loves garbage. Yeah, exactly. Like you can make a lot of those at once. I was like, Um, God damn. (laughs) My art school outputs 10 million crackers a day, too. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be harder work. To only do that for some of them, right? Yeah, you could just have one machine that does it for all of them. (laughs) Why? I don't understand this. It's like if 40% of Kit Kats had the word Kit Kat in them. It's like, I don't don't understand. Yeah. Why 40%? If 40% of the M&Ms had M's on them. (laughs) If 40% of the Skittles had S on them. 
I am. I, this is this is non sequitur, but Stouffer's makes a product called Whales. Yeah, and yeah. they are they are. I think all of them smile. Yeah. Um. Oh, I've had the whales. Yeah. I've also yeah. had the dolphins. Yes. The dolphins yes. were the ones Shout they had in my the school. Dolphins. Yeah. I, why don't they all smile? I know. It's, it's <laughs> it like actually bothers me a little Wait, bit. What have most of them seen that the ones right. that are smiling haven't? Yeah. I think we've got it backwards. Or what or what have the ones that are smiling, what has been done to them? <laughs> what have they forgotten? <laughs> what have, what they, have they forgotten? Goldfish is is really it's a lot like Cheez Its where it's just like, here's the we made the shape, so mm-hmm. like just dust it yeah. with whatever garbage you wanna do, everyone. Go yeah. for it. Vanilla cupcake, I would absolutely lock the door and eat five bags of vanilla cupcake. Oh, goldfish. Yeah, 100%. Dude. Are you kidding? Fundamentally, what is the difference between most of the graham cacker ones and just a teddy graham? Just shape? Yeah, Ooh. honestly. I mean, probably like density. I feel like teddy grams are pretty dense. Okay, now I'm looking at fuzzy face, and now uh-huh. I wish I'm going to pass myself away, dude. <laughs> yeah. What now the fuck I is that? Fuzzy face. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm going to tweet this from our fucking Twitter, dude. He's cute and furry, but wherever chaos goes, wherever he goes, chaos seems to follow. He was once a feared nemesis. Oh, and he looks great <laughs> in a pair of tidy whiteies. <laughs> I'll say. I don't I don't like that it just at the bottom and top of this page it says goldfish fun. <laughs> I would give somebody ten thousand dollars if they could recognize the character of Fuzzy Face at all. There's a goldfish pinball game that you can get on your phone. I'm gonna download that. I clearly did not do enough research. I think we need to revisit Finn and Co. at another the time. Campbell's, yeah, the the Campbell's cinematic universe where they team up with the like melted boy from the yeah. Campbell's soup commercial and fight Thanos. God. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with uh, whatever fresh hell Nate will unearth for us today. <laughs> We are back, Nate. Take it away. What is food? God, oh, we're here. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not awake enough for this. <laughs> well, it's 4.30. I just got awake enough for this. Yeah, I know it's 4.30. My point stands. There's a goldfish go-kart game. <laughs> Attention, Cam. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. For the uninitiated, my reports on this show have been vaguely leading towards some sort of unification theory of what mascots are like doing as a group of deities, sort of like the Greek gods on Olympus. And I don't mean selling products. I know they're selling products. I'm not delusional. But today's report will center around what I have discovered to be the life cycle of mascots using one example in particular. To what end do mascots propagate products to the people? What propels them? What motivates them? What drives them? Well, it's the same thing that drives us all. Cars. (laughs) Have you seen the Wienermobile, you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Like in real life? Actually, in person, yes, I have. 
Unfortunately, I was also around whenever the uh, Rick and Morty pickle mobile was around. We're not going to talk. That's not real. That's not real. What I'm talking about. That's bad. Yeah. (laughs) The first like big chunk of this report, I'm literally just going to read you the Wikipedia entry on the Wienermobile with some little like uh, some little moments tossed in here and there because it's fucking deranged. And even by Wikipedia's own admission, it is largely unproven. <laughs> so wherever there is a citation needed, I'm going to verbally say citation needed because God. it got weird. Good. <laughs> um. Okay, so Wienermobile refers to a fleet of motor vehicles shaped like a hot dog on a bun, which are used to promote and advertise Oscar Mayer products in the United States. Citation needed. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best citation needed on that website. Hands down. The insistence that, like, like, some of these base things need to get proven, like... They shake me out of my reality oh. and they go, well, have you seen the fucking Wienermobile piece of shit? <laughs> okay. like, hey, yeah, prove that advertising exists, buddy. <laughs> I can't. The, the Wienermobile's an SCP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The first Wienermobile was created by Oscar Mayer's nephew, Carl G. Mayer, in 1936. Wienermobiles are in current use by the Oscar Mayer Company. Wienermobile drivers are known as hot doggers. Hot doggers often hand out toy whistles called wiener whistles, which are shaped like a wiener. Citation needed. <laughs> what do they need citation for? The shape or the fact that the... W- Have they read the everything? job descriptions? Like... <laughs> Also, hot dogger sounds like a slur. Yes, it does. I'm, it does. Nate, I'm really mad because this Wikipedia article is funnier than anything we've ever written. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was reading, like, I uh, f- full disclosure, how I do my reports is I, I, like, verbally do the intro thing, like, speech to text. And then I, like, go to the Wikipedia. I <laughs> type in the old Waikai Padaya, and I fucking figure out what, like, the actual story is and then I bend it to whatever narrative I'm going for. But as I like looked through this, I was just like, what, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like angrily, what is going oh, on? Jesus. Um, so the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has evolved from Carl Mayer's original 1936 vehicle to the vehicle seen on the road today. These Wienermobiles were piloted by little Oscar, who would visit stores, schools, orphanages, which is like insulting. Yeah. And children's hospitals, which is even more insulting. <laughs> like, hey, kid, you got leukemia, but check out this fucking hog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You want some baloney, motherfucker? <laughs> you want a whistle that is unproven to be shaped like a wiener? <laughs> unproven to exist <laughs> sorry about your fucking spina bifida billy but here we go honk, honk. <laughs> jesus christ so <laughs> they also participate in parades and festivals citation needed <laughs> In 1995, a new version increased the size of the Wienermobile. <laughs> I think you can buy a pill for that. What kind of operation? They, they increased, yeah, an adictomy is what it was. <laughs> um, it increased it to a length of 27 feet and a height of 11 feet. 
Uh, this version also included the upgraded large parallelogram windows, which could now open. Citation needed. <laughs> In 2004, the Wienermobile included a voice-activated GPS navigation device, an audio center with a wireless microphone, a horn that plays the Wiener jingle, in caps, in 21 different genres from Cajun to rap to bossa nova. Yo. No citation needed there. That's proven. I want to hear of the Wienermobile bossa nova. I want to know who did the rap version, and I want to know how much they got paid. I, I want them on the show. Oh, that's a great idea. That's just a series of 21 different guests. <laughs> yes. yes. Hello and welcome to the special presentation of the Wiener Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, we got Rodrigo E. Gabriella in the studio today to talk about their version of the fucking Wiener jingle. <laughs> like, here's the Animal Collective with the Wiener jingle. <laughs> That's a whole mini podcast. Yeah, here's Streetlight Manifesto. <laughs> Wish I was an Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But ironically, I feel like the Aquabats did do oh, absolutely. <laughs> Oscar Mayer absolutely. The Aquabats have probably they weren't born; they just came out of an Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile, <laughs> fully formed, like the forehead of Zeus. Good lord. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> so following mechanical problems with, and I cannot stress this enough, the vehicle they did use as a skeleton was the Isuzu Elf. <laughs> the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was made out of an elf. <laughs> but the elves did not suffice, and Oscar Mayer decided to <sighs> adopt a larger chassis to accommodate the size of the wiener. <laughs> I hate it here. Oh. I hate this. No citation needed yeah, for the size no, of the wiener nope, here. Nope. <laughs> that nope. one's fine. The, 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 the labor disputes with the elven folk uh, is proven. This <laughs> <laughs> is etched in magical stone. So while the wien this new wienermobile was not as long as the 1995 version, uh, it was considerably wider and taller. Uh, Craftsman Industries went through numerous overhauls of the truck, including a flipped axle and leveling kit. This version held the record for numerous suspension problems, <laughs> most leading to the chassis not being able to hold the large weight of the Oscar Mayer Wiener. Citation needed. <laughs> so the size, no citation. Weight, yeah. we need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it's just so funny to me that it's just like... This this vehicle holds the record of times fucked up because big wiener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, who can who can relate? You know what I'm saying? Who can? Uh, in 2004, Oscar Mayer announced a contest whereby customers would win the right to use the Wienermobile for a day. Within a month, the contest had generated over 15,000 entries. Citation needed. I would just like to state I did enter that. <laughs> Dude, yes. I would have been 500 of those entries if I knew yeah, about that. I did enter that. And I would have tried to Tokyo drift it on the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. <laughs> I would have fucking, I don't know what I would have done with that, but it would have been really Crimes. stupid. I fucking drove it off the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> In June 2017, the company introduced several new hot dog-themed vehicles, including the Wiener Cycle, the Wiener Rover, and the Wiener Drone. Yes! Citation needed. The Age Clint. of the Blades is just... <laughs> it's just a real fleshy hot dog. 
Just uncured meat in the sky <laughs> with diamonds. Oh, uh. Jesus. So six Wienermobiles operate throughout the United States. The driver of a Wienermobile, as I said, is called the hot dogger. The hot dogger, not a hot dogger, mm -hmm. I guess. The hot dogger's job is to meet and greet people around the country. The duties of a hot dogger include sharing photos and videos on social media, answering questions about the brand and the vehicle. The most frequently asked question is if there's a bathroom in the back, to which they respond, no, it's not a weenie bago. <laughs> Fuck off. And they, and they distribute swag citation needed. <laughs> Only college seniors who are about to graduate are eligible to be hot doggers. This is the thing where I was like, this is a huh. cult for sure in real life. I didn't life. know that. Yeah. Is it so they don't have to pay them? I don't. I don't. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is probably some like free labor shit. Oh, that's supremely fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just don't trust corporations just like no. by default. So. No, yeah, sure. exactly. no, yeah. no, yeah. Um... Ooh, that's a really interesting. Yeah, because that, <laughs> applicants that's just an applicants unpaid internship. Like exactly, oh. applicants should have a BA or BS, preferably in public relations, journalism, communications, advertising, or marketing. Can you imagine somebody who's like, yeah, I want to be like Walter Cronkite and fucking <laughs> drive the Wienermobile. I want to be the one, the Walter Cronkite of hot dogs. <laughs> good night and good truck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this fucking show. Uh, a hot dogger's assignment is for only one year. Recruiting for each New Year's hot dogger involves current hot doggers and Oscar Mayer recruiters visiting college campuses across the country. It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's like it's like the Pope. It's like they go in and if the fucking if the hot dogs coming out are white, then they got a new hot dog. What they call America's next top dogger. <laughs> So as each Wienermobile carries two hot doggers, only 12 hot doggers are selected each year. Prestigious. Mm, yeah. I know, it's like the fuck, it's literally the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> the Ivy League of uncured sausage. And only one remains by the end of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's put these elements together, not unlike Oscar Mayer does with their ominously named uncured wieners. <laughs> The, the mobile has been proven to be created by the offspring of the Wienermobile man's wiener himself. <laughs> Result, the resulting vehicle would then be piloted by Little Oscar. Uh. So, someone I could not find any info on other than he was in commercials and sang one of their theme songs. Six Wienermobiles operate through the United States, right? like I said, right? Wrong. I went to the actual website where you can like see where they are <laughs> and there are dozens. <laughs> and so I'm scared because I don't know if they're supposed to be dozens. They're or multiplying. Not. There's automated. <laughs> <laughs> there are dozens of the motorized mystery meat mobiles countrywide. The largest concentration is five vehicles which are centered around Washington, D.C. <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, Oscar Mayer has two notable theme songs, one of which is My Baloney Has a First Name. It's O-S-C-A-R, as in Little Oscar. My Baloney Has a Second Name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. <laughs> I like to eat it every day, and if you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Of course, in this theme song, the way that they're discussing is the route in which these Wienermobiles mm. would be etching runes all across the country. That much is clear. <laughs> Any donkey-brained baby could pick up on this. <laughs> However, their other theme song, the one that little Oscar sings, 
goes a little something like this. Oh, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I would truly like to be. For if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, everyone would be in love with me. So it is my hypothesis that little Oscar is a living homunculus of hot dogs that is the chief of the hot doggers and the Oscar Mayer company's golden boy. The actor that portrayed little Oscar has passed away, but that's just what they want you to think. Little Oscar sang the song wishing he could be a wienermobile himself, and now his many dirty wieners circle our nation's <laughs> capital. His final goal is at hand. Little Oscar has become Big Oscar, and now everyone being in love with him is now in reach so that he can get the highest office in the land, Wiener 2024. Jesus Christ. Now, this is but one example of how a food mascot starts out as just food, and then it is allowed to mature into its next phase, the food car, <laughs> at which point, if given enough attention and nutrients, the mascot will mature into its final form, that of which we know as the mascot today. In the description of this podcast, as well as in our chat on this very call, I'm going to include a thread of famous food cars, and we're just going to talk about them for a little bit, because I think they're very good and funny. But barring that, this concludes all known lore on the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. I'd like to uh, posit a conspiracy theory. You said there are five circling our nation's capital. Mm -hmm. Do you know what else there is five of? Sides on the Pentagon. Oh, mm. shit. Hmm. I just love the marketing thing of we made a car into an ad for this thing. Like, I don't, I don't. So, okay. So I'm also looking at the goldfish car, which is very terrifying because it has glasses, but no eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the eyes are the people. Uh, the, uh, what? <laughs> That's where you drive from. No, you drive from the mouth. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'm really tired. I was like, because I was thinking Cam wasn't right. And I was like, uh, do you stand up in it? Why is there glass around your crotch? Because uh, that's why the fish are smiling is because you got to get your dick swinging in the wind, dude. Got to get your your little Oscar. Gotta get your fucking ass clapping in the fish, dude. Yeah, your, your little Oscar. <laughs> is always smiling back that's gonna be it for today's podcast everybody uh, we're back baby uh hana thank you for being here i guess <sighs> for whatever the fuck this was where can people find you on the internet mostly just on twitter and instagram at uh underscore hana two three other than that, yeah, uh, I play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. There's Hell a yeah. free trial. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, Heaven's Word, etc. Yeah, Heaven's Word, etc. Yeah, let's do it. God, there's a, there's a DLC with the free trial. It goes up to level. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. I hear it's uh, award-winning, actually. It it's won several awards. Wow. It's critically acclaimed. Whoa. Uh, uh, well, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to support us, you know, subscribing on whatever platform you're on or leaving us a rating, you know, that'd really help. Uh, we've got a Patreon also. Uh, you can go there. We've got different tiers and you can give us your money for things like an extra show a month, which is, is this anything where we just literally do whatever. Or we've got access to behind the scenes notes for this show and for the big three or access to the video game robot of the video game robot show fame. It's super cool. <laughs> go to bigbone.zone and you too can go there. 
Uh, I'm running on fumes right now. Go to this website and you too you can, can be there. Be there. <laughs> be there and be square. Yeah. God, I'm so glad my mom can't understand what a podcast <laughs> is. Uh, well, check out the rest of the stuff we do at Some Good Shows on Twitter or somegoodshows.biz. You might like those too. Uh, show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at, at Cavity Crew. They're wonderful. Please hire them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Camdy Man. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, where's the Wienermobile? There is an ad trending for Chobani coffee creamer, and I was like, well, we're, we're recording, you know, Hamburg Lore right now, so I'll click on that. Uh-huh. Like, the third thing is a gif of just girl jacking off a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. So I saw a new penis today, guys. Congrats. <laughs> Add that one to the book. Yep. Woo! When you go to heaven, St. Peter, and that's why it's St. Peter. Yeah, yeah. You saw, you saw his little Oscar. Uh-huh. Yeah, he recounts all of the peepees you've seen in your life. <laughs>